All right. Welcome back to the Casual MMA Podcast. Uh, sorry, there was a little hiatus. It's been a couple weeks. Um, in our defense, it was, you know, UFC sphere has been a little bit thin. Um, I mean, there was, since we since we last spoke, um, at, you know, about UFC 246 and the return of Connor and all that, uh, there was one event, and then we got one event with John Jones coming up this weekend. Um, but, yeah, so thanks for being patient, but we are back. Uh, hopefully... Uh, gonna have some good discussion here about some some ongoing things, and we will touch. Uh, I guess we can just that's a little segue for us. Just touch uh, on UFC Raleigh, um, which you know two pretty two pretty big ticket, um, like you know the the two main events. Uh, and mm-hmm. So Curtis Curtis Blades in a in a pretty boring fight to be honest until the uh, until the finish. Um, sort of called it. I mean, I called Curtis versus uh, Curtis via. TKO, um, I you know anticipated more of a ground and pound wrestling situation, which I think a lot of people did um, with good reason. Um, but I mean, he he put him out on the feet. Um, Curtis is you know yeah, he may be fighting a weathered uh, JDS, but um, he's worked his way right back into the top five, if not like top three, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I um, well, as I was saying, you know, I, I feel like JDS he's definitely more noticeably diminished now. Um, he is not the same guy, you know. He he had looked sharp enough in his last few fights when he beat, uh, you know, like I said, when he beat Toy Bassa, um, and just I mean, just lately, I mean, he's been looking good with hand speed and everything. He did look a little old in this fight. I don't know if it's just because he was step up in competition, um, but he did look like he was kind of. He was hesitant uh, and, and kind of waiting for one big shot instead of moving around, being light on his feet, and actually trying to piece in, piece together some combinations. Um, it didn't really look like he was doing that, and he he just looked right. He looked uncomfortable. He looked older. He looked slower. So I think, I mean, I think we're finally seeing the the downturn of JDS. And I mean, we've talked about kind of the the lack of depth, <clears throat> the lack of depth of that division. I think has kept him relevant. Yeah, for longer than probably what he should have been, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think he ever resurges and gets back up into a number one contendership type fight again. Right. Well, you got. I mean, when you, I mean, Ngannou, Curtis, you know, uh, honestly, I think a nice gap fight would have been maybe, and it's it's void now. Um, maybe not, depending on the outcome of Francis and Rosenstrike. But Rosenstrike and JDS would have been like a pretty solid, um. That would have been a pretty solid test fight for both of them, but now, yeah, with 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 Rosenstrike being shot forward after you know taking Alistair's the front of his face off, and and JDS shooting back after this, it, that's that's kind of missed now. That probably won't happen, but I think that would have been a good uh, a good like meet in the middle fight for them. You know, Rosenstrike coming from unranked like a year ago to JDS coming from you know top three rank fighting in Ganu. Um, but that's kind of over now. Um, like we were talking about, uh, we had talked about before Curtis or, uh, you know, Curtis needs to be hoping and praying that Rosenstrike pulls off an upset against uh, uh, Francis. Um, yeah. Because, be- because he, you know, he's not in, in the, in the state of things right now, unless they keep just going on an absolute tears and Curtis is looking more dominant and Francis, you know, either gets the belt or beats a couple of guys or whatever his route, uh, you know, his, his avenue is that's really the only way they're going to meet is if they're literally, which is the way the heavyweight division seems to be shaking out recently is that you're left with like two or three guys that are the only feasible options for big fights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got that natural block. Now he's lost twice to the same guy fairly convincingly, uh, you know, and uh, I don't, they're going to be hesitant to make that blades uh, in Ganu three, even though, I think, you know, once the Stipe DC smoke settles, 
um, dust right. settles. Uh, I think they're going to be easily the number one and number two most skilled dominant heavyweights out there. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I do I do think we see them again, but just because of matchmaking, they're going to be hesitant because, I mean, it's just uh, it's just that natural blockade. So right. it's, a tr- it's a lopsided trilogy fight. Um, so if, you know, Blades were to win, then there's going to be that automatic, okay, well, you got to give Ngannou a rematch now because he's, you know, two and one against him. And then it's like, okay, well, do we do best of five now? Like, how does this go? So, <laughs> For the first time in MMA. Yeah, just- it's always a slippery slope. It's just a tough fight to make. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you got two guys that are, um, I mean, I think kind of shoulders and above the the rest right now. I just, I view oh, Stipe yeah. and DC as the, as the, they're, just, they're just going out. Like, I think they're, w- no matter what happens with Stipe's eye, uh, DC has already said it's Stipe or nothing. Um, I think he right, said that to he either said that to Dominic or Helwani. He was basically just like, it's if I don't get Stipe, I'm I'm done." done. So yeah. yeah, and he said if I don't get him by like summer or something, which I mean, can't blame him. He's is he forty yet, or he's right there if he's yeah. not. He, yeah, uh, and I mean, it's it's yeah, oh yeah, he's forty, and uh, and also, um, I mean, we don't know what the timeline is on Stipe's eye, but Stipe's saying he doesn't want to fight him now. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, Stipe, I don't know. That, I do. That, all right, I, I'm a Stipe fan, and I've spoken to Stipe, and not in person. Get your phone <laughs> down. It was over Twitch. Full disclosure. But um, it's like, dude, you just got the belt back, man. Why yeah. don't don't? And you just went through this. You just went through this. You just went through like DC beating you, and then DC teasing other fights and saying he wanted other people, and then you finally, after a year, got your shot. And now it's like you guys are one to one, and now you're playing the other card. Like, oh, I don't really want DC again. And it's like, look, man, like you, you know. Physically, like, give him his. Yes. Yeah, your career's winding down. Nobody wants to see you get clapped by Tyson Fury in a boxing <laughs> Dude, match. Yeah, what? Dude, yeah. And if, Dude. like, introduce it. Okay, say you introduce Tyson Fury in an MMA. I don't care if you choke him till his head pops off his body. Yeah. No one cares. You've been yeah. <laughs> wrestling for 20 years. You're like, a, you know, one of the best, if not the best heavyweight of all time. Him coming to MMA after training for 18 months and you dominate means nothing. And like yeah. you said, if he goes to boxing, it's clown time. Tyson Fury's the yeah. best in the world. It's over. And and and, and boxing with boxing being the way it is, promotion wise, th- they're not going to let someone in their prime step over and do MMA. There's just no way. I mean, right. I just don't. I don't see, you know, Eddie Hearn or or any of these other big promoters or, um, you know, any of these, you know, Showtime or any of these other execs that have their hands in the pockets of of Fury, Wilder, and and mm. AJ. Being like, uh, sure, go get embarrassed. Yeah, yeah go get embarrassed yeah. in another sport. Like, there's just there's right. no way it's gonna happen. So th- they're gonna bring the MMA fighter because they're gonna be able to throw more money at the MMA fighter than they've ever made before. Right. And uh, they're gonna bring the MMA fighter to boxing, and they're gonna make him look dumb. They're gonna make him look bad, you know. And uh, yeah. and Stipe couldn't keep DC from jabbing him in the face with his, you know. 18 inch arms and then <laughs> yeah. how, how are you going to keep a six foot nine like best jab in the sport i mean t- dude it, it would be a massacre but anyway yeah yeah so <laughs> anyway curtis blades no yeah i mean um uh, that's curtis winning this is good because i mean it makes the top four ish guys i mean that's a very competitive um little group now i mean obviously we've talked in like heavyweight division <laughs> blows but I, I mean the top four maybe five i can't picture them all at the moment um 
it makes for you know like an interesting you know heap of the division. Um, okay, moving down to to talk just about the uh, the other main event in Raleigh. Kiesa did what Kiesa does. He got the job done. I think a lot of people, well, well me, and I think you actually had the same thing. Was a Kiesa decision? Um, you know, RDA's weathering a little bit. I, I, I anticipated that Kiesa, like a you know a slow, uh, dominant, um, thought out decision. Um, the Colby yeah. call out, and we we talked about this after it happened. Um, good idea for making waves and getting your name more out there. And it's not that you can't hang with Colby by any means. I think just name wise, rank wise, which rank doesn't always mean something or rank doesn't always mean everything. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't think Kiesa gets that fight and it's not impossible for him to win, but I don't know, man. Just when I think about the, the welterweight division right now, it's Colby and Usman and that's it. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it was a bad move by Kiesa. I think it was a good time to strike. He got he went from a massive leap. He went from unranked to seventh, sixth, seventh. He went from unranked to the seventh. So yeah. I mean that's that's huge. I mean Connor got thrust into the group after one fight, albeit, but I mean he, he got thrust to thirteenth. Um, that's a nonsense, by the way. It, it is, but he's already fifteenth because of recent changes. But uh, anyway, but yes. Yeah, so, so I mean, above Kiesa, you have Stephen Thompson, Maya Edwards, Masvidal, Covington, Woodley, Usman. So, I mean, of that group, the really the only two plausible ones at this point. Well, Maya's plausible. Uh, Thompson Maya's fighting Burns though is the problem. Yeah, so yeah, to... yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Maya, it would be, I think, a a, yeah, a decent matchup. It'd be a good grappling matchup for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, right now the only two that are uh, without an opponent in that group are Thompson and Covington. Uh, presuming that you know, and we'll get into this. Presuming that the Masvidal Usman thing is as real as it seems to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's I mean that's it's either Thompson who, as we you know had mentioned before when we were talking, that Thompson I don't think is a good matchup for him. He loses all of his length. Um, I yeah. think he has a hard time closing the distance against Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy has been sharp. I think that would bode well for Wonder Boy's career. Uh, that would be yeah. a big win, derailing a big hype train, big hype train, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, the 170 momentum that Kiesa has built, right? Um, but yeah, and then um, I think other than that, I mean, dropping down, you know, behind him, he's got RDA. Nate Diaz, who is not going to waste time with Kiesa, uh, and then Lawler. Lawler would fight him, uh, but Lawler's—I don't know. I'm getting ranking uh, wise, that doesn't help Kiesa. Uh, it would help Lawler, but La- yeah, uh, but I'm getting space right now. I'm getting Cerrone vibes with with Lawler. Just <laughs> that's the, like, yeah. like, uh, that's like the perfect maybe, way to put it. <laughs> like maybe yeah. just maybe stop. But and the uh, thing is, it's like Rob doesn't look like. He just loses. I mean, he just like yeah. he, like he doesn't look slow or bad, or he's not giving like super chinny or anything. You know, he's just he's just staying. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. I, I think Kiesa Wonder Boy would be great. Uh, in the future, I, basically, it just comes down. I think Kiesa needs one more fight before Colby. You're coming. You know, yeah. I, I, that's just uh, Diego Sanchez to Colby Covington with one fight in between seems like a lot to me. It but is, it, yeah. you know, but Kiesa talent wise, I it, you know, it's not impossible. Kiesa could very well make his way into the top 3 soon, but I'm just saying yeah. not right away. That's all. I, I I would like to see. You know I'm a I'm a big Jeff Neal fan, but uh I mean I yeah. I would like that fight, but I mean that's I'm also kind of against doing that when you have two guys that are on the up and up, like up and coming and then like you're going to derail one of them. 
when you put them together like that. So, I mean, I would That's rather important. I would rather them fight someone else. Uh, you kind of need uh, someone who's been established <laughs> in like a, a top yeah. eight situation for a while or something. So yeah, yeah that's a good point. But um, but yeah, Jeff Neal's a killer man, and like not, nobody's gonna want to fight that guy. Uh, because he could around. beat probably half the top eight, but no yeah. one's gonna want to drop back and and you know take yeah. a you know an ass whooping just to fall back even more. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Jeff Neal's exciting. Well, while we're talking about the welterweight division, I mean, Jorge Usman. So Dana said international uh, fight week. So in July. Um. I mean, that's big. That's you know, I I thought the Jorge Connor thing was more likely to happen. Um. I wanted to see Jorge Usman. People aren't as excited about it as I thought they'd be, at least so far. Maybe part of it's just that it's not confirmed, so you know that people don't want to. People just aren't engaging in much conversation about it yet. But I'm. I want to see it. Jorge looks sharp. You can spin it either way, like oh, because it just depends on how you view his opponents. You know whether you think they were overrated or not. At the end of the day, uh, Jorge knocked out Darren Till, Ben Askren, and then gave Nate Diaz a worse ass whooping than he's taken in the last yeah. six years. Granted, he was, you know, absent for three of them. But, um, you know, I, I want to see it. Jorge always looks sharp. He looks, he's just getting better. I, yeah. I want to see it. Usman, if Usman can, the Colby defense was giant because a lot of people thought Colby was his kryptonite a little bit, or, you know, at least gonna, you know, be the, the guy who has the best chance of putting him away. And, and Usman, yeah. you know, clapped him. So, um, I, I think if he can get a defense against a guy like Jorge, who has this whole BMF, uh, you know, and actually a good fighter, not just all hype train, that's big for Usman. I do think Usman wins, by the way. Early prediction. Your yeah. thoughts on the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the little showdown in Miami felt a little staged. Uh, I, I don't know if, if it was or not. I mean, every, everybody's always yeah. very adamant that everything with Masvidal is 100% authentic. But it's like there's a lot of cameras on that guy now, and it just – it just kind of like a like a phone just cut on like right in the middle of it, and they were going back and forth, and they were kind of standing right. with people already in between them. And I tell I you what, know. if it wasn't uh, if it was organic, <laughs> for lack of a better word, um, yeah. well, uh, Jorge was a little more tentative than he was with old Leon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he, you didn't exactly. Which that was obviously not staged. Obviously, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So if you. Yeah. Uh, you didn't, you didn't, you know, pin the hands behind your back and walk up to Usman's face. I noticed you yeah. only had one guy in between y'all. So if uh, you really wanted it, you would have done it. Yeah. But um, so I, I, I don't know, man. Jorge looked a little, and I'm not, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not one to dissect, you know, a fighter, you know, how they are. I don't, I don't think that's that's that stuff's too hard to tell. But yeah, Jorge seemed because even when he was like shit talking Ben all the time, um, and, and all that. He was it was pretty calculated and he he like thought out what he was gonna say and all this. Dude, I don't know, man. He was he seemed just a little more tentative. A little yeah. more tentative, a little more flustered. He was like throwing out like he just seemed like a little panicked. I don't know. So I think I yeah, think he seemed a little nervous, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I think I genuinely I genuinely think he's a little bit scared of Usman. I, I could catch flack for that, but I actually think Jorge might be a little scared of Usman. Yeah, I think there's a little bit more respect and res- reticence there. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mean, Masvidal's a, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if he's afraid of anybody. He's just so crazy. But like, right, I, I think, yeah. uh, I think there's fun. definitely a little bit more respect for sure, just for Usman's physicality and, um, you know, I mean, he's just the the guy has bulldozed his way through that division and just could not have been any more impressive in the process. So, um, right, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think you're right. I mean, early prediction for me. I mean, I'm I'm on. The, I don't think there's anyone in this division right now that could beat Usman. He's just going to have to be off 
or get caught. Um, yeah, I think but, I think. But so Cole, far, I mean, so far, I, I mean, I'm thinking back, and I started watching this guy's fights, you know, a while back, and I mean, he really hasn't been caught. I mean, like, I can't think of someone. I mean, yeah, he got tagged the most against Colby. But like there was yeah. never a moment where I was like, oh man, he's going down. Like no, he's on yeah. like he's on, you know, he's on Dream Street right now. Like I never thought that. So uh yeah, I don't know. Um his chin seems to be rock solid. I mean, he just doesn't seem to have any chinks in the armor. He's getting better with the striking, which I think was probably the thing that was lagging the most was that just the creativity and striking. But what about uh, the whole thing with his knees? Like he doesn't like have a meniscus and all this shit? Yeah. Like what's yeah. like I, I'm not saying that's, you know, an easily exposable thing just because you know, yeah, I mean, it's a, easier said than done, but that's well. The, the only reason I bring that up is because you said no chinks in the armor, and I agree. Skill wise, yeah, and skill wise yeah. and physicality, he's all there, but that that could play a role. But and unfortunately, the biggest role it could, may play is out of the octagon. Is like yeah. he just gets he does and can't fight, and he doesn't do training camps. He does. He trains all the time. He trains year round, which I think yeah. also could potentially you know down the road cut into his longevity some if this, right. if this guy's never taking any time off i mean he physically looks like he doesn't take any time off either but uh <laughs> yeah he's yeah. never he doesn't hit the he doesn't get the yeah. henry cejudo dad bod, i'll tell you that <laughs> no. he, he skips that yeah he jumps but, right uh, to walking around 200 you know five percent yeah. <laughs> i mean that might be what it ultimately ends up doing it is just he's just never like healthy enough which would be a terrible way for his legacy to end but anyway um, but back to just the whole uh, premise of it. I'm a little surprised they jumped right into it. Uh, I mean, I yeah. applaud them for going ahead and, and making the fight. I, I have to think that maybe Dana's looking at this like, okay, I got Connor in my back pocket now for a fight. Yeah. Any fight I put Connor in is going to be big, right? You know, and especially after any, the last one, yeah. and any fight I put Masvidal in is going to be big. Like maybe I don't have to marry these two right now, but Dana, every time he talks about Connor, the end game is Khabib. He wants, he has his sight. He's like a kid with a Christmas yeah. present. Like <laughs> he just like that's all he is. It's all he sees. Like yeah. he he said Connor Khabib too, and it's like oh by the way, like Khabib's fighting by far his most qualified contender ever. Um, Tony Ferguson, but it's like he's still yeah, in like it two up. and a half months. By the way, it's like it's yeah. not like it's about to be out of the way. Like, yeah, that's, like that's two, two and a half away. months away, and then Ramadan. So I mean, <laughs> he couldn't even get into a freaking camp until like October or like uh, September. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, he's not getting in the cage until if if that is the end game, you're missing out on another Connor payday for sure. Um, well, okay, so, he, and I want to say. One thing about the whole about what made me think of that is you just said missing a Connor payday. Say Jorge goes in and gets Tyron Woodley, or worse, and yeah. it's just it's just dead bloody, broken jaw, mixes Tyron Woodley. Well, you have completely just washed away the whole. No one's gonna want to see, even though Jorge and Connor yeah. is a good stylistic matchup. The whole BMF thing is blown now, and not that the belt actually matters, but I'm just saying, like the <laughs> height behind, yeah, the height behind Jorge is now blown. You just watched him get mauled by a true 170 er and and no one wants to see McGregor fight a guy who just died in the octagon. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, like, so by doing this, either the hype is going to explode because if Jorge somehow pulls it off against Usman, Jesus, John, you know, that's giant. Connor Jorge, you know, who knows in the future. But if if Jorge goes in there and gets absolutely smacked around, 
by you know Obama or whatever. What was his name yeah. from the Incredible Hulk? Abomination. Abomination. In there. Yeah. Um, it, it's just not as cool. It's not yeah. as likely to get made. It's not as exciting. Oh yeah. I mean, you're you're to say, to say the least, you're rolling the dice with the Masvidal Connor fight by putting him in there with with Usman. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it'll be diminished. Now, I mean, conversely, if that's a good fight, and then Masvidal like has any sort of gripe like oh it was close also close decision it's bullshit you know if anything like that happens then a masvidal connor fight for a bmf belt is still a plausible right. thing but yeah you're right i mean if he gets just ragdolled by usman then i mean it's like are you still gonna walk down with a bmf title like <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, how, gets, you uh, know but that, um that gets watered down but yeah, I mean, I know we're not talking about Connor, but I mean, it, it. I messaged this to you the other day. It's like, it's like now I feel like Connor Nate three is is impending. I mean, I feel like that. Well, Nate keeps sticking his mouth out there. I know, and I mean, every time he talks, like every time he talks, like the fan base responds, and you know, I mean, he. If anyone can like drum up something out of nothing mm-hmm. in the downtime, uh, I mean, it's him. I don't think as much as I'd like to see for the fighters fight, I'd like to see Connor Gaethje. I, I don't think yeah. they're going to let that happen just because they don't seem to have any regard for Justin Gaethje. I don't think right. nobody ever mentions him. Uh, Connor Gaethje would be such a move. I mean, it really yeah. like I. But you're oh, right; yeah. he's it, it's left out too much. But dude, if Connor because because that adds a respect thing for Connor. If Connor like. Because he comes in, he just beats Cowboy. What's everybody's biggest worry? Everybody's biggest worry is that he beats Cowboy and then gets like a Khabib or a Jorge or an Usman. He makes a massive undeserved jump. Well, what if Connor's like, all right, well, screw this. I'm going to beat this guy that everybody's like thinking could beat me. And he beats, so he beats Cowboy and then like sleeps Gaethje or something. Then Connor's yeah. like, like now what? Like who else? Like who else do you want in between? Like that would be such a badass thing for Connor yeah. to do. I get it. Yeah. The risk factor is high because Gaethje could put. Nate Diaz to sleep. I mean, really, Gaethje has rockets for hands. I don't know what I don't know what that man does. He just he just puts people yeah. to sleep. But so yeah. the danger is is there. But that's a it may be sort of high risk. I'd call it more medium risk, but it's super high reward in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. Maybe Gaethje doesn't have enough traction with the casual fans yet. Like he's more of a, yeah. you know, I mean, more of a hardcore fan base guy at this point still um yeah he's not a unfortunately he's not a media darling i mean he does say some funny stuff in his interviews but like i mean he's not like a you know suit and tie on first take with Stephen a and max kellerman type guy no no to drum up a fight so anyway yeah kind um, of a side side track there but yeah anyway. so anyway so we'll we'll see how that shakes out obviously more will kind of unfold and we'll talk more about it once it uh, hopefully gets confirmed um last thing that we just wanted to touch on uh up, upcoming this weekend uh i am excited uh covering our uh, ufc 247 covering uh Derek lewis and Ilya latifi that's the weirdest fucking fight that's been made in the last like four months <laughs> i mean i just don't i don't care i mean if latifi pulls it off against lewis it's like oh yeah <laughs> but it's like I mean, okay, but that's that is the only interesting outcome, and even then, Alir has no business being with some some of those top guys. Um, yeah. And then, but if if Derek beats, you know, if Derek beats Latifi, it's like, well, yeah, he's a heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, well, this is uh, I, the only way I look. At something that makes sense is the only time that a guy gets a career resurgence, it, like Kiesa's getting, is when they switch weight classes. When like yeah. like nobody cares less about someone when they're just still fighting in the same weight class that they've been losing in. 
and like like they, that just buries your career. Right. But but when you when you gas up and switch, you know, switch divisions, there's always that little bit like, oh, what's he gonna look like physically? Like maybe he's just, yeah. you know, maybe we're gonna get like a Rumble Johnson thing here where he comes in, he's got crazy knockout power now, or yeah, you know, that that's the only mystery. So this is as as interesting as Alir Latifi's career is gonna get. Yeah, that, that's and then yeah, that's a good spin to put on it. And they're took and they're taking that and they're taking it into the spiraling career of Derek Lewis, who's <laughs> who it peaked with. My balls was hot, and right. they gave him a title shot off of that soundbite, literally. And uh, and I mean, and he was coming off of two let's call them fluke wins, you know, uh, versus um, Nganu. He did not not beat Francis. Yeah, he he won the fight by just attempting to throw strikes was the only way he won the fight. And then uh, then Volkov, just like the MMA equivalent of shanking, like the giant or the uh, Bills kicker shanking the field goal against the Giants, like back in the 80s. (laughs) Oh, yeah. like, yeah, Derek Lewis got a title shot off minute. of, you know, getting the shit beat out of him and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> knocking out Volko yeah. at the very end. But, I mean, yeah. I, I like Derek, and he's not untalented, but, I mean, he's, you know, he's just he just can't break his way into the top, into the to, to be a top guy. I mean, you saw what happened when you have a well-rounded, well-rounded, well-rounded guy like DC. Well-rounded. He got choked out. <laughs> he got choked out. So, um, I don't know. We don't need to touch on that too much. I think Derek will win. I mean, Alir... Alir's not bad. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, it is. It's a it's a weird fight. Um. Okay. And then Komain. Um. There's not much to unpack here at all. Uh. Shevchenko may very well be the most dominant champ. I mean, you were you were talking to me about it earlier. I mean, this is this may be the most. Well, in her last fight, Jessica I was a one thousand point favorite or something like that. I mean, I don't know what it is exactly yeah. now. It's got to be it's, close. It was, it, this is uh. This is my minus twelve hundred. Was when I saw it. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, That's um, I'm I'm trying to do a quick dig here. Biggest biggest favorite in UFC title fight. Uh, this would be amazing if it actually came up. I mean, yeah, um, if you if you can find it, let me know. I mean, I but I mean, let's anything could happen, and I'm gonna say the same thing with the whole Reyes John Jones fight. But I mean, it's a, a fight's a fight when you have two professional mixed martial artists. This is the only sport in the world where yeah. at any moment something can happen. But uh, and you know when you're pulling out honest predictions, I think Shevchenko is going to absolutely pick her apart. I don't know if she's going to sleep her or what, but I think Shevchenko is going to yeah. pick her apart. Her her Muay Thai kickboxing, it's the most impressive, calculated, accurate striking possibly in the UFC, definitely in the in, in the women's division. Yeah, it doesn't say the biggest ever, the biggest upset, the biggest one that was ever actually capitalized on um, was uh, T.J. Dillashaw over Henan Barrow. Oh, uh, oh wow! I, I do remember Burrell was on some ridiculous winning streak, and uh, when Bill Dillashaw beat him the first time, God, Burrell uh, was like Burrell was Burrell was minus seven ten. Uh, they wow. were they, they were giving Dillashaw a twelve percent chance to win. So wh- whatever uh, Las Vegas math you need to do to compute that minus <laughs> equals twelve percent, uh, Shevchenko is a minus twelve hundred going into this weekend. So let's just go ahead yeah. and call it like a ninety nine percent chance that Shevchenko is going to win that fight. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean that's I think a lot of people are on the same page there. Um, okay, so just moving in, there's not a t- we talked about it a little bit before uh, already. Um, so John Jones, Dominic Reyes, like I just said, with the Shevchenko and and Chukagian, uh fight, it's uh, you know two when you have two professional fighters, literally anything can happen. But and I'm and I but if I'm picking a 99 out of 100 times, I mean John Jones 
is is going to be too much for this guy. And the whole athlete discussion, Dominic being yeah, like, oh, man, you haven't faced an athlete like me. I'm sorry? Yeah. Well, Belfort, uh, Daniel Cormier, you know, like, well, I mean, you're over in St. Pru, who was, you know, a, a D1 football athlete. Like, oh, yeah. Nonsense. Yeah, well, he uh, that's exactly what John did. He he took to um, social media and basically literally like ran that down like verbatim, just going down like the list of guys yeah. that he's beaten. And, you know, Vitor, um, when presumably Vitor was still on TRT. Um, and then, uh, you know, just, yeah, exactly. Just all the guys he's beaten. I mean, just OSP being... You know, granted, he didn't he didn't do great against the OSP, but um, right, yeah, but uh, but also John when he was sitting down, Ariel said, uh, you know, I mean, I hope he's not taking him too lightly, but he did say that uh, that Tiago Santos was uh, two two to three times the opponent of Dominic Reyes was the quote yeah, yeah. that he said. So I saw I mean, that actually, I saw the caption. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I I tend to well after you know hindsight twenty twenty, uh, I'd kind of tend to agree with him to an extent i'm not impressed with with reyes i have the same kind of underwhelmed feeling i had with anthony smith uh and santos actually santos actually ended up putting together a good fight but um yeah i just reyes i don't know man he's got the tools he's he's got the tools when you think about somebody who could beat john you think of a tall you think of like a tall athletic guy but the problem (laughs) is the wrestling do you here's the two biggest things and i'm you know i'm not a I'm not a kickboxing. Uh, I'm not a kickboxer. <laughs> but when you, but these yeah. are the two tools that I think are important. You need to have. Uh, so as far as build, I mean, tall, athletic, and strong. I think at any point, yeah. um, I think those are going to be his his uh, problems for him. But dynamic striking, because John is the most yeah. dynamic striker. He'll throw anything. Dominic Reyes, in all of his highlights, is like like straight hook, straight hook, straight, straight, straight. Like he's yeah, just, yeah. he's just the same he's, thing over and over he's again. kind of a robot. Yeah. He, he's honestly less creative than, than Anthony Smith. And I, I thought that was an issue with Smith. And um, at the very least, and and then the other component at the very least have some, maybe you don't have to be the most dominant wrestler, but at least have some, some great wrestling defense. Now, that being said, John Jones has showed that even if he has a clear advantage over somebody and they're injured, or if he, if he actually is a better wrestler, he won't jump to it. Which is yeah. what scares me about John. It's like John, I know. you're gonna lose if well, you do John, this. I know, and John needs to. He has got to. I don't know what you want to call it. Like he's got to get that eye of the tiger back, like that urge to finish fights. He has seemed remarkably complacent, kind of mm-hmm. in the last couple, just to, uh, just to kind of ride it out and like write out his game plan and and you know win by decision. But I mean, John, I, I don't know. I mean, this is stuff fans care about more than fighters. But I just look at John's legacy and, you know, people like it's like if they think that you have more in there, they want to see it. Right. I, I feel like John could have finished Anthony Smith. I feel like he could have finished uh, Tiago, honestly, at the end. I mean, the, Tiago could barely stand up. Yeah. How was he going to defend a takedown at the end? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why John didn't push harder than he did. But I mean, but he needs that now for his right. star, for his star. We've discussed this in other podcasts, but like he needs that for his star power. He needs that that finish that people are talking about. Like all the John highlights, like are from early in his career. They're like pre OSP. They're pre. Oh, they're, yeah, they're not they're, showing <laughs> Anthony Smith and no. he, you know he had a couple big shots against Santos, but that's it. I mean, that's yeah, you're exactly right. And it's not so yeah, it's not a matter because I, I, we agree. I think you know we think John's going to win, but it's not a matter of if he's going to win. It's a matter of 
of how and i we yeah. want to see him do it dominantly and uh, prefer, preferably a finish um if if he wants to keep this star power because john is probably the second biggest name in the ufc but he's definitely not the second biggest draw um no. and that's at you know it, it's we sound like such that this is ultra casual time to be like like yeah. why aren't you doing more in the octagon like <laughs> i mean he's a fighter you know so it's yeah. i get it he's doing what he needs to do and he's you know smarter than we'll ever be as far as fighting iq so but so he's getting the what he needs to do but um he's doing what he needs to do but for for legacy and draw and you know for kind of this last stretch of his dominant career the fans and he'd be happy with himself i'm sure if he was able to put together a dominant finish against uh undefeated guy yeah yeah and i mean he just there's a business side of it too of it too yeah we do sound like casuals for sure but like (laughs) but there's a business side to it as well i mean connor Say what you will about Connor. His ability to talk, obviously, is is a good percentage of it. But his, you know, his, the way he fights is He'll put somebody is, away, it, dude. It's 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 crowd pleasing. I mean, forty yeah. seconds. I mean, and twelve seconds, and like, you know, yeah. I mean, just all the not, and he's still doing it. He's still putting together those knockouts. And I just feel right. like he's he's that guy that is, um, yeah. That, that, that every time he steps in there, there's that that feeling of uneasiness. So, and you don't get that with John. At least I don't have it right now. I don't have it. So, yeah. So, um, no, I, I completely agree. Um, and so, I mean, we'll be excited to see how it shakes out. I, I, I don't know. We, I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll just have to see how it shakes out. Uh, I'm excited. It's always exciting to watch John perform. I don't want to lose that excitement because even, even though we're saying what we're saying, and the Tiago Santos fight turned out to be pretty good. Um, but um, we want to see, you know, I, I want to keep that excitement. Yeah, like as far as you know, being excited to see how he's going to perform, like how he's going to finish somebody, or you know, all this. we sound like such John fanboys. But I mean, we we are fans of the guy. But um, yeah, so and we, we're really uh, not. I mean, we're not giving Dominic a chance at all. And I mean, he <laughs> he, he is uh, he is uh, uh I mean he is uh, he's a threat. I mean he's got, he's got that strong left hand. Um, but I mean John John has a remark has an underrated chin too. I mean. He just does. I mean, Santos he, hit him clean a couple of times. He Santos did. Dude. Yeah, so. he put together some combos, and uh, I mean, he's been stuck. I mean, he's been hit hard, and he just responds so well and gets himself out of trouble so well um, that I just don't. I just don't see how Dominic is going to put together enough to finish it. But I mean, there would be that uh, that holy shit moment for sure if he did. But yeah, well, um, dude, I, I, I tell you what, if Dom, because I said it at the very beginning, anybody, it, anybody could do it. In as far as in the division, it could have happened at any point. But like, dude, if Dominic's the one to pull some shit off, that's gonna be so boring. I uh, know. It's like, well, oh, Dominic's the, the champ now. I uh, know. Like, <laughs> yeah. The only upside is that it just, yeah, it would finally give John like a worthy foe, like because I mean, he'll obviously definitely get a rematch, whoever he loses right. to, if he ever does, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing excited. Reyes is, I mean, he's just not exciting. He is tapioca pudding, man. He is <laughs> and, we, and we will leave it at that. Dominic, tapioca pudding, Reyes. Let's, uh, let's get Bruce Buffer on the horn. Um, yeah. All right, well. Um, that that about wraps it up. Um, enjoy the fights this weekend. We will we'll probably be back uh, very soon after that to to talk about how things went. But yeah, uh, enjoy the fights. Uh, we are back. Sorry for the the brief hiatus, but uh, things are. I'm pretty sure it's like eight straight weekends of fights after this. Yep, eight it's straight weeks. Yeah, it's something so. like that. So we will be uh back in 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 more swing and higher swing. So thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we will be back soon.